Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that helps you become the kind of advisor people can't help talking about. I'm Julie Littlechild, and today, Steve and I are speaking with David Finley. Now, David is the founder and CEO of Living Wealth Media, and someone I've had the pleasure of knowing for many years. Uh, We were really excited to chat with David because he's doing something incredibly unique and providing what he calls a co-branded digital engagement platform. David has a history of innovation in the wealth management space with a particular focus on truly effective marketing. Now, I think we can all agree that one of the big challenges for advisors, certainly the ones that we talk to, is how to engage with clients when they can't be face-to-face. And that's the issue that we tackle with David. We focus in particular on how advisors can deliver truly unique and meaningful content and some very cool experiences, but in particular, how all of that can be done digitally in the current environment. And with that, let's get straight to the conversation with David. Well, David, welcome to Becoming Referrable. So thrilled to have you here. You're welcome, David. Um, Well, look, I have had the pleasure of knowing David for some time, actually. So I know a lot about the various roles you've played and the great work that you've done. But um, do you mind if we just start with a quick introduction to yourself and to the work that you do? Yeah, no problem, Julie. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for having me, too, uh, right off the bat. So um, I've been in the business for the wealth management business for for 28 plus years now and, and really in the advisor client relationship side of things. So not so much the portfolio management or the planning or compliance, but really either, you know, building a practice through some really interesting marketing and or helping for the most part advisors doing that. So um, I've had corporate experience, a couple entrepreneurial stops along the way, but uh, my, my, my passion has always been the relationship between the advisor and client. And I just underline relationship. So for the past 24 months, uh, I've been working on a new project, um, which uh, we're going to, uh, I'm sure, talk a little bit about. But the, uh, it's really a relationship builder for, for wealth advisors. And, you know, that's another, another way of saying it more technically is it's a digital engagement and loyalty platform and tool. And uh, the idea here is, is you know, to, to give advisors uh, a way and a means to broaden the wealth experience that they're providing their clients. And um, we, we take a kind of a content approach and we embrace the theme of, of living with wealth. So the topics are, are about life enrichment and lifestyle. And it really is at the end of the day, uh, giving advisors a way to, to distinguish and differentiate themselves. Well, you know, maybe I can just sort of pick up on that. There's a few streams there that I, I'd like to talk <laughs> about, but um, you, you refer to this as a digital engagement platform, I think were the words you use. So just at the highest level, what do you actually believe drives deeper engagement between advisors and their clients? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a million dollar question. Um, I, I think <laughs> if, I, if I had the answer to that, we'd all that's be. right. Is that what yeah. the cost of it is? There you go. It, it's funny. I, you know, you go back and I look when I started in the business twenty eight years ago, and I think that question was being asked then too. But uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I take it. I you know I take a little bit of a, a, a step back. Uh, uh, thinking to this. And I think the, the first premise is, is it's first really to, to me and to us about broadening, um, you know, broadening or the breadth of engagement. 
Um, I, I think engagement uh, for the most part, and certainly the, in, in all my time in the business has been quite narrowly focused. And I'm just, I won't go into the details, but we all know portfolio, portfolio, portfolio. And, you know, you know in terms of driving deeper engagement, I, I think the first step is to think about broadening it. So how do you broaden the conversations with clients that go beyond what maybe the traditional discussion has always been about? And that's where you kind of enable yourself to go down pathways uh, of, of, you know, developing deeper engagement or a deeper relationship. So can you maybe just expand on what you mean by expanding the conversation? Like, can you give some examples of that? Yeah. I mean, you know, for, for, for us, you know, that, you know, we, we named our business living wealth um, and we did that for a reason. So, you know, if, 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 if advisors, traditionally today have focused on kind of the money side and the planning side related to the money. You know, for us, it was really about, you know, how do you live with wealth? So living wealth or living with wealth. So what are all those questions that clients are asking? I think more and more today, demographically driven for the most part is, you know, what, 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 how do I spend it? Or, or how do I leave a legacy? Or, you know, you, you go through a, a bunch of different ways. What about my health and wellness? You know, health and wealth are usually thought of as inextricably connected. So, you know, that to me is a, about broadening it. And there's, you know, think of every aspect of life, um, you know, and we've kind of taken that approach. So I uh, hope that answers your, your question. Well, it does. And I, you know, it's interesting, you make me think of some of the current research that we've done with investors. And I know you've done some, some research as well that really uh, highlights the connection between uh, clients saying my advisor goes beyond uh, planning and, and investment management and really looks at. So we, we can see statistically the impact that, that has. Yeah. And, and we're, you know, the more conversations we've had, I mean, we, this, this project has been in development for 24 months. And I think Julie, we might've talked 18 months ago about it. And, and yeah. we had a lot of stops and starts um, in its design. And, you know, what we really, you know, can, concluded uh, when you talk about all these other topics about broadening the conversation was, you know, particularly when it got to what we call life enrichment. So all those really, really important things in life that I think advisors for the most part are having conversations from time to time today. Um, and, and if we could allow a platform that would, would make it, um, would, would maybe make it a little bit more tangible um, than, than just, you know, clients asking about their kids' schools and, and things like that. So, you know, that, that's kind of the path we've taken. And, and I know, you know, just kind of that reference of 18 months ago, we were very much like that word luxury lifestyle popped up a lot. And while it's still part of, you know, living with wealth, um, notwithstanding even what we're all going through today with COVID, uh, it was clear to us that what, what really mattered was life enrichment and, you know, that natural extension of a conversation an advisor has with a client and helping to support that. So that's interesting. So did you feel that there's been a shift away from the conversation about luxury or that you just found a better way to describe what clients were really feeling and what they needed? Yeah, a little bit of both. I, I think, you know, the, the the luxury lifestyle to me has always been about aspiration in our context. So, you know, if you can show a beautiful house or you can show a beautiful car or whatever it might be, 
um, you typically find that type of, um, you know, positioning, let's call it, uh, in, in a lot of, you know, wealth management marketing, let's just say. Um, but, you know, as it related to life enrichment, it was really advisors, you know, who were looking at our proposition and, and the type of content and experiences we were proposing and saying, well, I'd really like you, you know, to help support us with, you know, elder care um, and, and how, to, how, to, how to look after, you know, families. Um, and particularly when we talk of, you know, Gen X and boomers looking after, you know, their parents who are now at that stage. And it, it, it went way beyond, you know, kind of the, you know, what, what, what the protocol and steps would be to a lot of emotional training and thinking about, you know, the experience of, you know, our parents leaving their, their home of 40 or 50 years. So, so that, that was very much driven by um, uh, advisors. And, and, and kind of highlighting that for us. So David, you're, you're, you're talking about experiences and, and bringing some of those experiences into the conversation between the client and the advisor. Can you talk a little bit more about what kinds of experiences you're talking about and how you can facilitate clients, yeah. you know, what, what you can do for clients as they have those experiences? Yeah, I mean, experiences is, is a big word now and an often used word. And I, I actually think that it's, it's, it's quite... Um, universal. So I'll, I'll give you our take on it. Um, you know, when we look to, you know, products and services, things we need now as consumers um, uh, and, and living with wealth as consumers, we're, we're very much wanting to move beyond the tell me about it to show me. And, you know, I, I think of show me as, you know, I want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to, I, I want to, you know, to use the car analogy, I want to test drive it for sure before I buy. But I, I think across almost all services. So when we think of experiences, the, the question for us was, is how could we, you know, not only kind of create, you know, you know interesting, informative information, because I think that might have been kind of a little too, you know, a little too bland to actually bring experiences that advisors could then let their clients um, literally I I experience. And, and I'll give you a couple of examples, you know. So, so we've got um, a number of, uh, in our health and wellness category, we have a number of nutritionists that are, that are part of our partnerships. And they all have a different perspective or a different approach. But one of them, you know, prior to um, the, the COVID lockdown um, was hosting events um, in the Toronto area um, at their house. Um, so this is a nutritionist in their own kitchen where 10 to 20, uh, you know, members of our platform and their advisors are coming and, and kind of learning live, right? You know, this is, this is how I buy. Um, you know, let's say it was gut health. This is how I buy. This is, this is how we make. And, and you know, I, I, that type of real life experience, you know, where, you know, and, and again, this is pre-COVID where you're face to face and you're getting to kind of, you know, it's, it's not just an article that you're reading. So that, that's one example on a very kind of small scale. Another example is a little bit more uh, on the luxury lifestyle, but, you know, one of our partners is BMW and BMW has created a program for us called BMW Preferred. And what that gives um, all of those that are interested in cars, again, the ex underlining the experience here, 
is access to an always-on fleet of their cars for a period of three to four months. So not a test drive for 20 minutes or not a test drive for a weekend where they can call in and, and have a car delivered to their driveway and they can keep it for up to two weeks and literally experience that car and, and, and then use that. Uh, and they're also, from the brand's perspective or our partner's perspective, they're really getting to show themselves, right? They're really getting to show the experience of, of you know, in this case, being a BMW customer. That's, you know, it's a beautiful car and it runs well, but it's more than that. And for Bonnie and her business with the, with the, the wellness, you know, it's very much about, you know, seeing, you know, you know, Bonnie live, you know, it's like, I won't say you're in the studio, but you're getting to experience it firsthand. And, and so, you can do that in almost every category. So, 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 uh, so I think, I think I'm, uh, I'm gradually understanding what you're talking about. I, I apologize yeah. if I'm a little dense, but so, so walk, walk me through a little bit about how this is presented. It sounds like, um, the advisor who, uh, joins your program would that could then talk with their clients. <clears throat> they might, they might have a, a group of clients who are interested in gut health. For example, I'll pick one that's close to me. You know, I ask my wife about me and the kimchi at home. Um, <laughs> that, 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 that they might say, you know, we've arranged for a cooking class with this chef who's all about, you know, this kind of like, and so they would be, they would be organizing a client event that you would arrange the resources for. Is that, is that, am I getting that sort of right? Yeah. I mean, we're literally turnkey on the whole thing. So if you think of it as, you know, we're bringing together, so we, we partner with an advisor who then, you know, um, invites or, or gifts what we call membership onto our platform. And the platform's co-branded. So it's, you know, it's very much all about the advisor. Um, and they're going to, you know, they're going to decide whether, for the most part, advisors are doing it with clients, um, but some cases prospects and, and COIs. But, you know, they're inviting them on. And, and you know, as those clients sign up uh, on this co-branded platform, the clients are identifying their interests. Um, they're saying these are things that are important to us. Um, and that's obviously helping us cater to the type of things we should we should bring to the table. And then and then on the other side, so the, the, the connection is digital. So it's a it's a digital experience, but we're bringing both digital and let's say real life things together. And then on the other side, you know, we're going out and identifying both kind of global partners and even local or regional partners in all these different categories that matter most. And all of these categories have nothing to do with the actual money. They're all life categories. So, you know, it's, it's a really a way for, 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 you know, going back to the beginning of our discussion, like to broaden that conversation, right? So if, if it turns out you've personally gifted this to three or four of your clients who are very, very um, motivated by health and wellness and nutrition, um, you know, they're going to get, you know, a, 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 a ongoing weekly, um, you know, kind of, uh, inventory, let's call it of, 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 of content and experiences related to that. So, um, that, that's kind of the, you know, the, the high level description, but it's, it's, it's broad, um, you know, given the categories that we have. And David, if you think about advisors who aren't on your platform or, or you know, 
probably individually can't bring to bear the resources of a BMW test drive and such. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. obviously the power of what you guys create. How do you think they should dip their toe in the water and maybe start thinking about experiences at the individual advisor level? Yeah, um, you know, that's a good question. And I, and I think, you know, I, I can I can speak from our, our early our, our early experience. Um, you know, clearly the advisors that think about this first are those that have already made the leap that they're in the relationship building business first and let's call it the portfolio building business equally or or secondarily. Um, so, you know, part of part of this, and I'm, I'm kind of giving you a, a bit of a, a, a broader perspective is that, you know, the advisors, there's a group of advisors that are, you know, you know, building or attempting to build a, a more of a family office model. And something like this is a natural fit. So it's like, okay, I, I understand, I'm going to, I'm going to put this into my practice. And then from there, they're able to, you know, we're, 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 we're turnkey. Um, and that's a really important word in our, in our, in our, uh, in our relationship development with advisors is that, you know, there are really two paths you can then take that is, is if you see this as a fit in terms of where you want to go with your practice and you think the future value of advice is going to be more than the portfolio, you've kind of checked those boxes. And then, and then you really can take two paths with us. You can go down a road that is, you know, we have you up in 30 minutes and you're literally handing kind of the keys over to us and your client, you know, you, you, you're going to build your profile and you're going to be co-branded and you're going to be able to send the invitations to those that you want to. But after that, you can decide that, you know, I'm going to just let my clients interact with this platform and, you know, I'll make sure I'm going to, you know, make sure that, that they're enjoying it and they're getting value out of it. And then the other path, which is clearly more of the people that have, have started with us are those that are very active. So they, they are, you know, not only kind of getting started and, and you know, kind of, you know, uh, getting outside their wheelhouse on this, let's say, but they're, they see the value. So they know that, you know, I know my clients that are really health and wellness or, you know, oriented. We, we all should be, but let's just say, you know, that are, are particularly fond of health and wellness, uh, that they're, you know, that they're getting active in that too as an advisor. So they're wanting to go to the events. They're wanting to, you know, uh, meet the partners. You know, Cleveland Clinic is, is one of our, um, our big health and wellness partners. And, you know, they're doing amazing things with us. And, you know, I have advisors that want to, be dialoguing with Cleveland Clinic, uh, independent of their clients, just to learn more about how they can maybe bring a better understanding of health and wellness into their practice. Now, you've you've mentioned a couple of different kinds of um, experiences, and you've you've done some research um, with investors about what kinds of experiences and topics resonate with them. Can you share with us a little bit of what you discovered in that process? Yeah, we did a we did a big study. Uh, I think in the, the third month of our design with with Google Research. So um, the outfit out of Montreal, um, their Canadian research group out of Montreal, where we did a big study on you know what was in most important in life in this context in Canada um, to the you know to to the affluent, and and we we got uh, it's a hundred and thirty eight page study. Uh, a lot of it wouldn't surprise you, but we did get, you know, uh, what we would call categories like 
the 12 to 18, I think there were 18, uh, I'll say in brackets, buckets of life that people kind of saw their, saw, you know, could, could my home, my health, my family, you know, my, my car, my food, my, you know, my, my, you know, entertainment, like those are, and then that research, you know, where we saw the, the, the great, great value is, is how deep it dove. So, you know, you take a topic like health and wellness and, you know, that's really broad. And what it ended up kind of telling us in, in order of sequences is it prioritized the subcategories. So it, it, it created a framework for us to using real data and relevant data because it was driven by Google. Um, it really enabled us to make sure that we were, you know, not guessing at what was mattering most to people. Um, and, you know, that created the framework where we designed uh, our whole content and experience framework. And, you know, you can envision as we go forward, we're going to use real data from people that are actually using our platform. Uh, that will be able to tell us where we should pay more of a pay, pay special attention to. But just to kind of close out that thought, like most of the 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 buckets or the categories, you wouldn't be surprised by. Like they would be almost obvious and say, well, you know, you went through this whole exercise of the research, but it was really when you dug deeper. And and another thing, uh, kind of attached to that is is you know it also told us who the key influencers were whether they were media influencers, political influencers in each of these various categories. So it helps us, you know, kind of then, you know, one of the big pieces aside from brands, we've got over 300 publishers um, where we've got licensing agreements to kind of repurpose their content. Well, it gave us, well, where were the influencers there? Like were people in for wine, were they reading wine spectator or were they not type of things? So I hope that answers your question. And let me ask you, so I'd like to think about advisors who who just don't have access to a platform like yours. If you were an advisor and you didn't exist as a company, um, yep. but knowing what you know about those topics and about the research, where where would you start? What's in, do, do you have any thoughts on or ideas for an advisor who just wants to cut through the noise, wants to do something a little different, uh, but needs to do it themselves? Yeah, I mean, there there are a very very short list um, of advisors that do a very kind of modified version, right? You know, um, you know, I, I can even think of one of our uh, one of our uh, advisor partners or advisor clients who, you know, made a, a conscious decision that they were going to focus on, um, you know, what what in it, what was actually some of their passions, but certainly. Um, you know, family. So family was going to be a category, let's call it. So they picked two or three things and family then could be broken down to parenting. It could be broken down to elder care, but they made a conscious decision that family was a big part of their value proposition. Most of their clients were in brackets families. So they then went out and, and added. So they picked the categories that they felt their clients would be most interested in. They went out and identified partners um, that they could, you know, use for everything from content and webinars and things like that, right on through to, con- you know, partners that might be able to actually supply some services. So, um, you know, the, the distinction is, is there are advisors doing this in a modified way. And, and they're the ones that are actually the most interested in us because they also understand how much lifting goes into pulling this off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, and, and from a category, like I, I think of the advisors that have taken 
the this this approach um, to you know let's say broaden the conversation. Um, health and wellness is usually up there. Family is usually up there. Sometimes philanthropy, um, although philanthropy is is uh, can very this. Uh, in this day and age is very much also tied into generally the investments. Um, but you know, there are those topics that like I, I categorize at the beginning as, as life enrichment, um, as, as the priority. It's, it's interesting how you're exploring this and, and certainly it's, it's important to understand what your clients are most interested in. I, I can envision many advisors saying, yeah, my clients are interested in health and wellness. My clients are interested in, you know, things that are, that really are not, at all financial topics, but that's really, you know, they look to us for, you know, for financial advice and, and that's, that's what our expertise is. And this is like way outside of our role with the client. Um, and as well as being outside of our wheelhouse, understanding what we do. So how, how would you respond to an advisor who made that comment after hearing what you guys can do for them? Yeah, uh, in, in two ways. I get it a lot. So uh, I, I think I think a lot of it has to do to um, stepping back for a second, where where you know the the definition of 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 the value of advice. Um, so the first step, uh, and I and I and I I, I I I do say this a lot. The first step is is really identifying advisors that are are refining or redefining the the value proposition that they want to deliver and it's it's not a big percentage of the total group at this stage so that's kind of the backdrop it's almost like we're looking for the fit with advisors today as much as we're looking to convince them to be involved so that would be the first thing i would say um clearly the the idea here of um, you know, thinking of taking that to the next, the next step, which is like, okay, yeah, if, if I, if I look at the construct of a family office, there is something like this in every family office. It may be called something different. It may be called, you know, services. It may be called concierge. I mean, there's a lot of different kind of definitions that are used, but family offices as, as advisors want to, again, extend that relationship um, are, are very much doing something like this. But at the end of the day today, so if I, if I get into my, okay, you know, I've got to, you know, I'll, I'll say convince you as to why advisors ultimately buy on the end benefit like today. So if I put 10 advisors in front of us today and explain the program to them, um, the vast majority would be saying this is a perfect fit for client appreciation. So, you know, like I've used the word engagement or we've used the word engagement, we've used the word loyalty, relationship building. Um, client appreciation is, is, is something that I think all advisors do, but this is like an ongoing client appreciation and can, very, can, be, can be quite easily digested that way. So, I, I mean, eight or nine out of 10 advisors would say, this is a great way for me to thank my clients, you know, and, and it's, not, it's not a long way from what I do. Because it is about living with wealth. And if there are going to be benefits that come along with experiences and, and we have exclusive offers and things like that, that's great. It's also, as we've touched on about, you know, that, you know, broader conversation uh, because it's co-branded too. Um, and I don't think we would have gotten anywhere uh, had we thought that we could kind of build our own brand and, you know, extend this to an advisor to pass it along. It's really about putting the advisor front and center in the entire process. 
which is, you know, if we can distinguish the advisor, differentiate them, even 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 in a, in a minor way, with you know the the market and the fierce comp- competition and and overcrowding and all those other things, it's this is a way for an advisor to to kind of stand out. Um, so advisors are are looking at it through multiple lenses, and you know I'm encouraging them to. So you know it also has a fa- uh, an impact on like where they are in their practice. Are they looking to retain? Are they looking to build? Do they want to grow with a, a existing clients? So so that's really you know uh, you know it, it, it does take an advisor some time um, to you know understand how to fit this in their practice, and that's our job to show them. But clearly, if you think forward to the future of where advice is going, um, you know, they're, they're, you, you can see where this is fitting in. I'm, I'm interested in your perspective just over the last uh, several months, uh, you know, given what everyone is experiencing. I've, I've seen uh, not a lot, but like you say, a handful of advisors doing some really creative things, like mm-hmm. not only delivering digitally, which you kind of have to do right now, right. Um, but trying to think about something that cuts through the noise. So like the health and wellness or, or discussion groups or, or uh, you know, I talked to one advisor recently who's bringing um, older uh, clients who are widowed together because they're often living on their own now and the, the sense of community. What are you seeing that is the, the hallmark of a great experience or event right now? Oh, you know, well, connection is, is, is key. <laughs> so anything that, you know, is, is connecting people, that's a real broad response, but connection, connection is definitely key. Um, you know, like, again, I'll, I'll use examples, you know, we're, there isn't a, a, a company or an idea out there that isn't having the same, let's call it discussion about the question you've just asked. Right. So we're talking about advisors and, and how they can reach out and, 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 you know, put something forward that is, is different and is engaging and so on. Um, the, the reality is, is so is everyone else. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll use an example of we've got some, you know, and I can speak uh, firsthand. We've got some, you know, wine partners um, that, that, you know, we're, we're, we're involved with. And, and, you know, we were in the process of setting up, you know, multiple events, you know, really social oriented where, you know, uh, advisors are, are bringing their, you know, their clients to, um, and, you know, that are on the platform and, and, you know, what happened with, with, you know, COVID was that, yes, you had to be digital, but all of those companies, so all those wine clubs that were associated with, you know, they're doing virtual tastings. And everybody, you know, so I, I haven't had a discussion with a brand or a partner that, that again, is, is not thinking about how to get really, really creative. And, you know, the virtual tasting is actually almost a better experience to some extent because it's in your home, you get it delivered, you know, you get the whole tasting pad and, and the bottles and, and everything else that you need. And then you have the sommelier and on a, on a Zoom format with 20 other you know, uh, people that are participating from their own homes. So, uh, I, you know, I, again, that the, the, the wine might, might, you know, seem like, uh, it, it is actually a great example because it, it's, it's showing that, you know, people are, uh, this moment is creating, you know, 
a, a, I say a ton of innovation and, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep a lot of this. Um, you know, I, I, people are going to want to get back to the in-person. There's no doubt about it, but you know, um, when, when companies like BMW, as an example, again, are doing virtual showrooms, like, so one-on-one tours with people that, you know, want, want a virtual showroom tour, like you can see that everybody that would not have been doing stuff like this is today. Yeah, I think you're right. But and I think, it, you know, you've said connection and I think it's important to really highlight because there's a, a big difference between delivering a webinar, you know, which can have great content. And I know a lot of advisors are doing that, but it's a one way conversation versus seeking those ways to to create connection. And I I do think it's it's forced people to be to be more creative, and and you're right. I I, I think some of this will will go forward. Um, so I think that's a that's a great example. Hey, just how you know we're about becoming referable, of course. So um, how do you think this can impact an advisor's referability? Ah, uh, great question. Um, the when we first started. You know, we, we were very much thinking about retention and, and I know referral, referability and referrals, they actually do start with great, great fans and great, great clients that are very, very happy with the, with the service. But we didn't really think about where this could go um, with that in mind. And I would say it was within three to six months of, of uh, our design phase back in 2018, where it became clear that advisors were telling us this would be a great platform to create a referable, a referral privilege that if I gifted this to one of my clients and they got this experience and it showed my value, it wasn't intrusive. It wasn't, you know, asking people to you know, talk about their money yet, but if, if they could then share that, and I think it first started with the idea about the intergenerational issues. So I'm going to gift this to my clients and let them in. I would really like their family to also be able to experience it and have their own memberships. So, you know, that referral within family is where we started. And then, you know, we actually created a, a tool within it where, where clients can you know, at no charge or no no addition, uh, no additional cost uh, in this case to the advisor, can can share it and and build referrals. And you know, I, I always use the backyard example of looking over the fence to the neighbor and saying, you know, I've got this great new service from advisors uh, for from from my advisor, and and you know, it's giving me all of these experiences and benefits and so on, and uh, I'm allowed to share it. <laughs> Um, you know, that's a, not a difficult thing to do. It's a very different thing than saying, you know, go to, you know, you need to talk to, to Jim because Jim's great and, you know, bring your, you know, you know, go talk to Jim and bring your money over. And I, I, that, that, that's a critical part of growing a practice, but this is just another way of taking the idea that's a little softer less less intrusive and 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 using it and again that was definitely driven by by advisors seeing seeing that it had more utility than we were originally thinking about interesting so you're 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 talking about you know an advisor could offer this to clients and then you know it open uh, op- invite the clients to invite their friends in as a way of getting to meet the the advisor what what about uh, 
centers of influence. Could could you bring those folks along as well to those yeah, events? Yeah, we 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 well, and in, thinking of it two ways. Yes, when it comes to an, an event, you know, there there uh, there's an allocation. So what but what I mean by that is is that when a client is invited to an event, they may have they may they may be able to kind of download eight tickets. Let's say um, there are no controls that that we and or the advisor put on to who those people are so you know we're giving the client eight tickets because that's that's the value so that so that's so so that's one side of it um the the other side is is that we don't put any limitations on the advisor for how they or sorry who they want to distribute this to so we have advisors that buy because advisors actually pre-buy the membership, uh, memberships. And we have advisors that have strictly bought them for centers of influence. So they're not even thinking today of using this with their clients. They're thinking about using it as a, a partner or prospective COI building to show, you know, the accountant or lawyer in this case that, hey, I'm doing these kind of things. My value proposition is broadening. And I, I want you to be able to experience some of the things that I'm, I'm being able to, to pass along, you know, beyond kind of my wealth acumen and so on. So, so that's, that's been, uh, again, you know, most advisors today will use it for clients, but we let them decide. Um, for us, it's, it's their tool. Interesting. Interesting. Well, um, David, if, if, Advisors wanted to find out more about how these programs work and, and about uh, and, and uh, to find out more about you and the company. Where can they track you down? Yeah, uh, the, the best and easiest way is is our um, our web. I'm going to call it more of a web page. Um, it's uh, livingwealth.ca. Um, and on that, there is a multiple. I mean, there's certainly my bio and and you know the the high level uh, explanation of the of the company and, and what we're doing, but it also there's a, a button to to request a, a demo that I that I do. It's an intro demo. It's 30 minutes. Um, it's on Zoom uh, or WebEx, one of those one of those platforms. And I literally walk through and and show the product um, live and uh, and how people are experiencing it. And I think something like this is is because it it is new. Um, and it's a new kind of approach that it's really important to see it. Um, and as I said, my personal uh, and contact information, like in terms of phone and email, is all on all on that site. Perfect. Well, David, that fascinating new idea on how to increase values uh, to value to clients. And so, thanks so very much for coming on and, and telling us a little bit about it today. Well, great. Thank you very much. Thank you both. Um, and it's, it was a, a real pleasure and honor to be here too. Hey folks, Steve again. Thanks for joining us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really helps. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. So until next time, so long.